Hello, you are about to listen to another episode of Beyond Clean, a podcast where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. I am your host, Dave Thompson. Yes, we are in Season 4. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. This is where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. We would love to have you on the show, so reach out to me, D. Thompson at academyofcleaning.com or at 888-999-6059. Be sure to listen to our live streaming that we will be doing this year on Podbean. Now, for today's show, let's get started. Good afternoon, all of you folks out there, and well, you know, hey, I, I say podcast land. I mean, it's just home office land these days. We are in the middle of the COVID-19 2020 pandemic. I know I know. we say COVID-19. I don't know where the 19 came from. I did a little research, couldn't find that out. But folks, here we are again on a, well, gosh, it's a Wednesday afternoon, the 8th of April. You know, typically about this time of the year, everybody is panicking because they haven't done their taxes. That is not the issue that we're going to talk about today because you know what? Your tax uh, deadline is pushed off. So don't panic, folks. The 15th of April doesn't mean the same thing this year as it has. However, people are panicking right now because, uh, unfortunately, there's a number of people that are fighting the first of the month rent due blues. No, we're not going to talk about that today. But if you've been with me before, you know we are sponsored by Gym Supply. They are a supplier of janitorial products out of Central Florida. They have been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930. And we are very happy to be sponsored by them, powered by them. However you'd like to say, they give us the opportunity to do this. Now, every afternoon, I talk about all kinds of different things in the cleaning industry. Matter of fact, we even put a little deal on here that says where the cleaning industry comes to talk. And the cleaning industry is learning to get their voice right now. It's a great thing. And I am not going to do all the talking this afternoon. I know you're probably surprised about that. It's hard to shut me up. But I've got somebody on the line that I guarantee you can talk more than me. Ken Horton, are you on the line? Uh, I'm here, Dave. I'm laughing. So because <laughs> when, when we talked yesterday about uh, being on the podcast, I said, are you sure that we can be contained within 45 minutes? <laughs> Folks, I, I told you, I, I mean, Ken and I have known each other for a while, and, and Ken's one of these types of people that, that has all kinds of other interests. So, Ken, tell the audience here on our podcast live this afternoon a little bit about who you are, what, you're, what you do, and, well, why you're on the podcast today. Well, first of all, I appreciate the invite. That's uh, very kind, and... Uh, uh, probably, um, I, I hope this isn't the last. I'm sure it won't be. Um, but no, it's great to talk to you. I've been down there to do training with you at, at Gem Supply, and uh, we always have a blast together from the time we walked ISSA show. Uh, introduced to you by Daryl Hicks back in the day, so that was a, that was a great intro. I've, I've enjoyed that. 
I've been 20 years in, uh, in the facility side of the world, primarily as a supplier, trainer, coach, you know, whatever, uh, related to concrete. Um, and in the last 10 years, that window or that, uh, that approach to facilities has really broadened to, to include the facility health. So regardless of whether it's the concrete side, how does that contribute to a facility health model or the healthy facility and obviously how we care for the facilities that's where a lot of our synergies are because you're teaching people to do that right we're teaching the right people to do the right things which all contributes to facility health so i deal with a lot of different aspects train contractors i have a contractor network i i work with a company right now that's in the facility maintenance world that is opening up it's really really created some unique platforms so it's it can touch a lot of areas, so that's kind of you know, wow. I could go longer, but I don't need to. <laughs> I told you that he could out talk me, folks. But you know what? There's one word that he keeps using. And I've taught you well, Ken, because when we started working together, <laughs> you had one word that I had to teach you, and that is the word teach. What we do is we teach. We don't train. We teach first and then we train. You did use the two words. I just wanted to commend you this afternoon, Ken. You used the two words correctly. <laughs> hey, it, it, old habits die hard, but they do die eventually if we keep at it, right? <laughs> All right. So uh, we can talk about concrete. We can talk about facility care, um, all kinds of things. I mean, I've got some things on my list of, you know, that I want to talk about, but why did you want to be on the show? I mean, I know I gave you the invitation, but why did you want to come on the show, Ken? Well, Dave, it's, it comes back to the facility health model, you know, and we've talked about it for, for years. When you try to really uh, reach the market with, a, with the correct message on caring for facilities and how do we maintain, how do we gain facility health, how do we maintain it, keep it, all those things. You know, it's not about just here's a, here's a great product that will do this. No, it's, it's what do we do to take a facility that has probably not been cared for and is not healthy, it's not healthy for anybody that works there, it's not healthy for, you, you know, talk about schools, anybody that, that goes there for an education, any of those, I don't care what reason you walk into any facility, how healthy is that facility? And 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 it's interesting. And I've I've heard this comment from so many people over the last three or four weeks as we've as we've gone into this COVID nineteen, which by the way, the nineteen is two thousand nineteen when it was discovered. That's what I heard anyway. Um, <laughs> see, so no, whatever that's worth, I don't know if I got the right information. But it comes back to who are the voices in the industry that are now being listened to because suddenly. What is, what is COVID-19 doing to the awareness of our general population and more specifically the facility population, the facility management world? How, okay, how many, can I, how can I follow that up before you go any further? Yes, absolutely. I actually made a phone call to the governor's office of Pennsylvania who last week put out a, 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 um, an order, signed it into uh, that um, facilities over 50,000 square feet needed to follow guidelines and stuff. 
And I made a call to the governor's office there to talk to the secretary of health. And they actually took my call and talked with me before now that would have never happened. Ken. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. They are listening now. Now what's going to happen after that? I hadn't gotten the phone call back. (laughs) Well, here's, here's a story that, that speaks to that as well. So the company that I'm helping uh, develop uh, a business structure, it's about, it's less than a year old. I was asked to come on and help business, uh, grow the business in the facility maintenance world. So they do a lot of break fix things. I don't do break fix, but, you know, I'll, I'll help them develop the model for it. My goal was, was stated very clearly coming in. My goal is not here to help you fix broken things, although I will do that. My goal is to help the companies, the clients that you have, maintain their facilities better, clean them better, sanitize them better, disinfect them better. That's my goal. Just so you know, coming in, it happens to be my brother's company. So, so I, I had a I had an audience that maybe maybe might have been a tougher sell with somebody else. But their major clients are what I would call the fast food restaurant industry. So, um, companies like Starbucks, Panda Express, um, Noodles. You know, um, I don't know if they have Noodles down in Florida or not, but based out of Denver, um, you know, Einstein bagels, caribou coffee. These are the type of clients that they have. And so when this COVID-19 thing took off, I picked up the phone and called Starbucks corporate and said, okay, what are you guys doing? Well, we don't know. Here's what we think we're going to do. I said, send me the, what they call the SOW or statement of work or scope of work. And when they sent that to me, uh, after after uh, sharing it with a friend of mine who's, who writes SOPs for companies, we had his comment to me was, who wrote this, an eighth grader? <laughs> and, and he would have made the same comment. When I, when I saw this, it was like, boy, there's so many holes in this, it's not even funny. So I called him back up and I said, guys, you know, they were like, well, we just need to check all the boxes and, you know, cover, you know, risk and liability. I said, no, you're opening yourself up to risk and liability because of the way this is written. Absolutely. And so, so that's why we're working very hard to keep everything updated on the, the classes that we've got going on. We've got one this Saturday. Uh, We, we did the class last week by this Saturday, we've inputted some more things because you're very right. This pro these protocols that people are putting out, I, I would say recommendations. They, they don't give they don't give the complete thing, and they're not actually talking about keeping our frontline technicians in these facilities safe. They're just talking about using a disinfectant. Exactly, exactly. So there was some there were some comical things that they ended up changing because they said, "Well, well, can you help us change this?" Sure, I can. And and I said, "But you know, I don't work for free either. So how much you?" <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> no, we did help them, and and uh, and they did reach out to our company, who didn't have any of this. You know, again, we typically, um, you know, and, and getting a platform. So the point of that is they were listening. Now, were they listening enough? No, and okay, I got I got I got a call back within twenty minutes of my first voicemail, which I didn't expect, honestly, just like you with the governor. I didn't expect a call back. So here's what I here's what I'm now developing, and this this can have an impact on anybody in the world of proper cleaning and sanitizing. And by the way, uh, for anybody that that wants to know, uh, Dave's the guy. 
Academy of Cleaning Excellence is the, is the place to go. I'm, I'm thrilled to see some of the certification classes, which I'm going to push some guys into because that's the right way to do it. Because if I'm going to go out and quote unquote sell a service uh, or establish a beachhead in an organization, we're going to do it the right way. And if I can call, yeah, if they, yeah. And here's the next call. Just got off the phone probably 20 minutes before we got on the podcast. Guess who I called? Starbucks. Same people. I said, what are you doing now? Okay, COVID-19, you know, peak is supposed to be, what, 15th, 16th of April, from what everybody's saying. So <laughs> as we'll see, you know, and I think the numbers are dropping based on the models that have data now. So let's hope that's the case. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. We have an opportunity right now to impact what these facilities look like, smell like, uh, and every other thing when they open up to the public again, because they are going to need to be cleaned and sanitized correctly. Ken, I wanted to break in just a moment. We have a listener on the line here that uh, has made a statement that uh, they have a lot of employees working remotely, but some people are still working uh, in their facility. Now, he does say, uh, they do say by choice. You know, what we're talking today about is, you know, some buildings are left vacant uh, or there's a very skeleton yep. uh, you know, group there, as this listener says. The, the issue here is, as I talked with the governor's office, if these people are not certified to actually decontaminate and to protect themselves, are we saying that these people are qualified just because they use a EPA registered disinfectant and they say they follow guidelines? Uh, you know, this is my question. And you mentioned our certifications here. This is the whole thing. Uh, you know, I, I, I said to this lady on the phone, I said, you know, it's interesting that a hairdresser has to have a certificate that they can cut your hair, but yet we save lives and we don't have to have a certificate. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah, so Amazing. I mean, you know, uh, Daryl and I in our in our uh, session the other day, he, he likens it to a driver's license. You know, if you have to have a driver's license in order to drive a vehicle, you know, we are today, and people are recognizing in facility care, we are taking care of this facility to make sure it's healthy and safe like never before. We've always been doing this, Ken. We have, and and like like uh, like it takes something of this magnitude to wake everybody up. So what I hope comes out of this is yes, let's go back and get the economy roaring again, but let's do it in a different way in the way that we care for our facilities. Now that we are more aware. So now the old thing, you know, the old uh, uh, adage and, and it's a Bible verse to much to whom much is given much is required. Guess what? Now we have knowledge. What are we going to do with that knowledge? How are we going to apply that knowledge? You know, what's interesting as you as you do this and, uh, I, you know, you and I, we, we kind of go in the same circle because of, of the facility care um, social media that we all, you see my post, I see yours, et cetera. One of the interesting things is, is everybody's talking about what's going to be the new norm coming out of this. And the problem is, is that they showed a picture of a clean, cleaning cart with a dirty, filthy mop bucket on the front. And I said, unfortunately, with pictures like that, we're not changing anything because we're still slopping dirty water on the floor. We're still using dirty rags. 
you know, yes, there's pockets of us that have heard the message. We haven't been doing it right to begin with, by and large, as an industry. And if we just keep going back to what we were doing without making sure people are certified the correct way, where are we really going to wind up, Ken? You know, Dave, I'm going to I'm going to use an analogy because you have some some you've done some podcasts, you've done some live motivational speaking events where, you know, it, and I love listening to you speak. But it's like somebody that goes to that motivational event uh, and you can pick anybody that does it uh, and you walk away and you have not. OK, what did I learn? You're all excited for about six hours. Then you go to sleep and then go right back to normal. Right. Right. Which is very right. typical, unless uh -huh. there is an action plan that you put in place. What right. am I going to do differently to maintain this or to go down this new path or to veer off to the correct path? I've been off track. What am I going to do to get back on track? What am I going to do to take this information to gain more knowledge? If, you know, and I've had so many questions, which was, I was glad you called yesterday and we talked because. I've had a ton of questions. Who's what certifications are out there? Who certifies, you know, the custodial staff? Who certifies these cleaners? Who certifies the, the? And I said, you know what? It's a bit of the wild, wild west. I just have to say because you know there is there are some out there. Um, we 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 kind of know who they all are. Um, I don't know that we agree with all of them all the time, but but there's good information out there. But there's no defined. Really, where do you go to get a certification? Well, I think that's where ACE comes in, Academy of Cleaning Excellence and you, to, to bring some, some uh, clarity to not only consistent information that is useful and if put into practice, changes the way that your facility presents itself, not only to the people that are there, but to any outside clients or students or whoever's coming into that building. You know, Ken, to your point, um, I had a gentleman this morning that had uh, sent me a, a text and uh, was asking about another certification that he had found and wanted to know, uh, should he take that one or ours? And I said, well, quite honestly, you should take both. Then you can compare. Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't want to do that, spend the money. And I said, OK, fine. So, you know, that certification is a webinar where it's the same thing. It's recorded. It's not interactive. Um, I said, is that what you're looking for? Or would you rather come to one of our live remote learning classes, get a workbook, be able to talk with the instructor one-on-one -on -one or one-on-50, however many people's there, and be able to have a, a live exchange? And I said, here's the biggest thing. Is the webinar that you're going to watch focused on product or focused on people? And I think that's what we at the Academy do is we focus on the people first. Product is last. It's people, process, and product. Your, your take, your feeling? I totally, and I think you know this, but for the, for the audience, totally agree. And, and Daryl... And I've had multiple conversations. The reason that we all connected and, and got such a, a amount of synergy, especially at the beginning, was that's exactly the order that it should be. 
And I think that the term you've used it, I've used it, and I may have borrowed it from you. And if so, I'll give you full credit. Product agnostic. Right. <laughs> yeah, we all use I the find. same one. And those of us that know, that's what we do because it's a, the product is the last thing on the agenda. It's important, but it's not the first thing. Yeah, yeah. And in, in the world of, of service to facilities, uh, as well as the contractors, I'm focused first on on who's who's the front line in the in the facility or you know, the, or the, the uh, outside facility contractor bringing those services in. And what are you doing? How are you presenting yourself? What knowledge do you have? Then what process are you using? And, oh, by the way, let's check out the products. And, by the way, I can find good products, and I find good products all the time. And what I tell even the – because I do, I do supply products, but here's the thing. I tell them I'm going to give you the best information I can find, even if I don't sell it, because it's not about that. If that's the third part of that, that's that third third position. My my goal is to get you in the right position, knowledge wise and function wise. Then we'll worry about the product. And if and if you buy it from somebody else in the area, or I really could care less, because my goal is to get you taking care of that facility the right way. So you you. You, you mentioned Ken some big name companies earlier in the in the podcast this afternoon. Um, talk to me about some of the major questions you know that that they're having when you're talking with them, or the, or or do you find them completely the same as a small entity as well? You know, it's interesting because that's what, when I went into uh, making some of these calls. I had some, as most of us do, when we get on the on the phone or we reach out to somebody in a much larger scope, I kind of have an idea of what I think I'm going to hear, and then I find out what I really hear. You know, they call that a preconceived notion, Ken. Exactly. So I come in with my preconceptions, and sometimes they're blown completely out of the water. Now, however, <laughs> I, did have, I did have enough conversation along the way to be able to answer the question that I don't think the size of the company changes the response largely, I'm finding. Uh, okay. Because now I kind of I go in with, okay, if I'm talking to any facility, I typically hear, you know, certain things. In this market, particularly with the COVID-19 pandemic uh, front and center in everybody's lives, I've changed a little bit of my preconceived notions. So I had a conference call with a, with a regional director for a, a large restaurant chain all over the country. We, we picked the Southwest Territory because that's where I like to, I don't live there anymore, but anyway, so <laughs> the, the, the uh, I was, I was, I was invited on the call by uh, one of our contractors that, that had that connection. I said, you know, and I talked to him before the call, I said, here's what you might probably hear. Number one, ask them if they thought about doing a pre-open clean and sanitize service. And, and just see, just hear what he says. I think you're going to find out that he probably hasn't thought about it a lot. Secondly, realize that to do two or three scale, the people process and products, the thing that you're also going to find is you're probably not going to get any questions about the process or the products. And you'll probably get a question maybe about some PR opportunities. Okay. So we get on the call. And I'm just, I'm just on the call listening. I'm not talking, amazingly enough. Um, I'm just listening. And so he, he asked the question. He goes, have you thought about, you know, a, a pre-open clean and, and And the guy says, well, I never thought about it. 
well, do you think you should? He goes, well, yeah, maybe we should, you know. And 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 then as he processed, it was just funny. I couldn't see him, but I was just, you know, it's like the the the, the wheel started turning. And he says, well, wait a minute. He goes, that, you know, because my contract followed up, and then he kicked it over to me for a second. So I did say, I said, do you think that in the heightened awareness of healthy facilities, meaning safe, can I go in there without the you know, guarantee of picking up a germ. Oh, no, there's no guarantee. We know that. But can I be assured that at least some effort has been made to make this facility healthier? Do you think that your clients aren't going to ask that question when they, when they show up at the door of that restaurant? Have you cleaned and sanitized this dining room so I can eat your food in, in relative safety? You don't think that question is going to be asked? Maybe not everybody, but somebody will ask that question. And what's your answer going to be? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I never, never thought about that. Because so, yeah, so it's kind of like, you know, peace of mind and, you know, you know, and, and oh, by the way, when you guys come in and do this clean, can we take pictures and then tell our, tell our uh, community that we're, that we're doing this. So bingo. So we got, hey, he hadn't thought about it. Uh, peace of mind and a PR opportunity. Nothing to do with the process or the product. Folks, we are listening to Ken Horton. He is kind of what I would call a serial entrepreneur with uh, his fingers in a whole lot of different things. We are sponsored here this afternoon on Podbean Live by Jim Supply. They are a supplier of janitorial goods in Central Florida. And yes, before you ask, they are challenged with that supply chain just like every other distributor in the nation. However, they give us the ability to have this podcast and, you know, this is nothing new for them. They have been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930. They are a 90 year old family owned business. So, you know, whenever it comes to supplies, one of the things you've heard on the podcast that we've had before, uh, we had uh, Ke uh, Kevin Chow with Triple S on Monday. And he talked about get to know that local distributor, that independent distributor that is going to help you. Um, the way that Jim Supply helps people all around the nation and the world is through this podcast. And we appreciate you being on. I noticed that we've had a number of people on. Thank you for your questions this afternoon. If you do have a question for Ken or I, and it has anything to do with cleaning, just type it there into the chat box. We'll take a look and Hey, who knows? We may even ask you to be on the air with us because I'm sure that Ken has not quit talking this afternoon. <laughs> oh, I had a, uh, uh, a gentleman that I've known for a lot of years that, um, you know, 10 years ago when we started really going down the road of facility health, when uh, 08 and the, the bottom dropped out of the concrete world for repairs and the, and the commercial world, which I was heavily involved in, that bottom just dropped out overnight. I'm like, well, it's time to reinvent myself a little bit. So we started looking at at the way facilities were maintained, and oh boy, that was a that's a journey that uh, is is ongoing and will continue. But early on in that process, it was like, wow, the the opportunities were amazing, but also the um, the lack of awareness in that field was also amazing. Still is. And, uh, you know, and, and back in the day, 10 years ago, we started using electrostatic sprayers as an example. And, of course, they were easy to find back then. No problem in supply. 
And so this gentleman called me, oh, two, three weeks ago, and he goes, man, you are way ahead of your time. I said, well, that didn't help. That doesn't help me a whole lot. That <laughs> <laughs> just tells you how old I am, doesn't it? <laughs> right, right. You know, it's the old, you know, and I, I liken it to the old saying, and I might have got this from you or not, pioneers get the arrows, settlers get the land. Well, okay, that's, that's real comforting, but here we are today, and you can't find an electrostatic sprayer. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, uh, you know, the, uh, Victory Sprayers is part of our class. Uh, they come on to talk about their technology and also, you know, electrostatic spring technology as general because it's so, you know, f uh, forward uh, hot topic uh, on everybody's mind. And uh, they're they're on our our uh, presentation. He's been on my podcast. Uh, I think even last week. And one of the things that we're doing right now is we're we're taking orders at Jim Supply uh, for delivery in August. I've got a lady mm -hmm. from Chile, that uh, Santiago, Chile, uh, that is wanting to get some. She was like, August? And, I, you know, I think this <laughs> is the whole thing. Folks, what we're saying here is this is not new. This pandemic is bringing it to front of mind. But the issues that we're dealing, as I talked with the governor's office, is this is not going away. We fight an invisible fight with these pathogens every day that we go in. This is our job. It will not change once this goes away. No way. No way. We hope that after this awakening, which is kind of what I call it, that people will now begin a journey to new habits. And that's really what it's going to be. Because if you go back six months from now, when, when, when the, or three months from now, two months or whatever time frame, this kind of drops to page 14 on the, on the section of the, if you still read newspapers, which I don't, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, buried in the bottom of the news and everything else is front and center. It, are, are we still aware that this has, is not changing? This is not going away because you're right. It's been, a, it's been a challenge to talk to somebody and say, well, how do you sell a service Okay, folks, we're live on the know, air, and yeah. as happens with most every time, we lose folks right in the middle of a conversation. Ken, we lost you there for a minute. I know you kept talking, but are you still there? Am I, am I still there? There we go. I there we are. Okay. Yeah. It, it was, I had, I had a call beeping in that I had to get rid of really quick there. Yeah. I think so. every, every, every podcast we've had here in the last 10 days has had that. So, so that means your phone's busy, huh? Oh my, you know, this, you know, people talk about working from home. I've had no problem. I, I commute from the, uh, it's kind of like your motor coach. I commute from the, uh, from the bedroom to the office, uh, about a 10 foot commute. Oh, I, I have a 20 foot uh, or a 40 foot detour to get my coffee, head to the office, and I'm literally 12 to 14 hour days. I mean, and and I come out and said, um, who's this nice lady sitting on my couch? Oh, that's my wife. Okay, nice to meet you. Yeah, and folks, I want to tell you, you know, Ken and I are not unhappy with the fact that we're spending these t uh, 10 to 14 hour days. We are extremely happy to be able to do this, have the knowledge and have the, the people that are talking with us, because I think what we're talking, Ken, this afternoon is, yes, please talk with us, work us to death. We want to help and support in every way that we possibly can. You know, I had a gentleman before we got on the line here 
that was talking with me, they've got a group of hospitals, 50 major hospitals. And he says, well, you know, I just came across you and found out you have all this education that, you know, we could use. And my first response was I wanted to say, where have you been? I've been trying to tell you this for 10 years <laughs> and you just now found me out. But of course I couldn't do that. But hey, I, you, you and I both, that's the first thing that comes to our mind, right? hundred percent because here we are, we, we, we haven't changed. We are just, you know, it's like, it's like the, the, the ever present sales tactics. I've been to all the sales seminars over the years and, and I look at it this way. I don't have to chase anybody. They're all chasing us now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't want to make it sound like nothing's changed. It has changed. We've updated, you know, like, before, you know, I spent, oh gosh, probably three weeks before we did our, our first COVID class, just going through every single detail in our infection prevention course to make sure it was 100% crisp and then updating it with the latest information. And I told them, uh, you know, 10 days ago or whatever it was, hey, you know, I'm going to give you a discount to come to the next class because I can guarantee you it will change. And before we do the last one, it will change again because this is a moving target right now. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, and, and when I make the comments that I make to you, and I need to clarify that, and I'm glad you did because you're absolutely right. This is This is a constant process of staying ahead of things. That's why when I say... You know, I, I was at um, Greenville Memorial, um, oh, probably three years ago now, uh, helping them put in a, um, a uh, Electrolux was putting in a laundry system for their microfibers. And so I was down there with, with John Scherberger and, and uh, Daryl was aware of the situation. And the uh, EBS director was just, we were just chatting and, and uh, this lady walked by and she said, uh, uh, he goes, you need to meet her. And she ran a nonprofit, runs a nonprofit for providing services and, and uh, you know, resources for uh, families that have cancer patients in the hospital. So, you know, she, it may be if they're out of town, she'll provide housing for them or whatever. So she's like, well, what do you do? And I said, well, how long do you have, uh, first of all? <laughs> so I gave her a quick overview of the facility health, and we're trying to impact a lot of different things. And, and she's like, wow, you must have have like, you know, uh, this amazing knowledge and degree. I said, no, I just know all the people that do. <laughs> well, thank so, you for including me. You are included in that because I am, am kind of on the front line along with the contractors. So I'm dealing with, with getting things in place. And yes, I'm staying up as much as I can with the knowledge, but I happen to know guys like yourself that are more embedded in the actual research and then you know, including that and delivering that in a training model that uh, that is our teaching model, educational model. Did I cover all the words? I think I did. Uh, you caught yourself there, Ken. Thank you. Yes, 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 I did. Uh, so you're you're now delivering that uh, to anybody on the front line that I'm talking to every day. So I don't have time to do that, but I understand what you're doing. So it's it's a very easy handoff. Because you are the guy on that training site. Well, the kid, this is this is the whole thing. What we are doing is we're working together. You're out there with the people. I'm at a position where all I do is spend my days, my time, 
uh, researching and building the education and certification courses. You know, that's what we are here at the Academy of Clean Access. We are a third party certification program that is, to what you said earlier, product agnostic. It's people, process, and product. Now, somebody said, oh, you're, you're attached to Jim Supply, the supplier of goods. I said, sure. You know why? Because they can get me anything I need at any time to support the education. If, if there's new technology come out, you know, Jim Supply can help me get that new technology so I can use it in my programs if we find that it meets best practices. And everybody says, well, oh, you're just there to, you know, to uh, tell us how to use some product. No, it's best practice. And I think this is where we find ourselves with the COVID-19. We can't any longer do just what we need to do to get by. I mean, when you're talking to facility managers out there, I thank you because you're doing that. I'm not. I'm here to support you when you find the need. And that's why this works. But when you're talking to them, do you believe they're going to actually start looking at best practices instead of the way it was? You know, um, I don't know the full answer to that because some will, some won't. But I, I, but I can tell you with the, with the visibility and, and really what I'm focusing on right now, which does help on the front line bring them back to a certification model is, I can, you know, they're all asking, you know, are, are, are your contractors certified? Are, are our people certified? Where, does, where do I get that? Oh, well, I happen to know. But at the same time, so I think there's a, there's a process that the awareness has to be there the interest has to then follow that, and then we have to point them in the right direction. Once they go through the steps, get the proper education, get the proper certifications, now it's going to be very difficult to have them sit through and participate, whether remote live or live, in the day we can get that going again. It's very difficult for them to sit through a class, and I've done classes with you, and, and, and we can you can look in their eyeballs and watch their engagement begin to change from, from the very minute they sat in the in their set their hiney in the seat for the first time, and then you when they walk away, the excitement level and the new information that they're armed with, they can't help themselves but change and, and uh, adapt new and better ways to do things. Well, this is a difference between, you know, I, I spent 35 years as a salesperson out there on the street, uh, out there with you doing that. You know, a uh, number of years ago, I made the choices to change my direction. As you said, reinvent yourself. I just said, you know, it's time to quit being out there and to go solely and only into education to support the people that are out there in the front because there was nobody doing it. And so as a complete educator now, it is my job to engage those people. And I think the hard thing has been up to now is to get people interested and aware. Now, as you said, once we get them there, we've developed a whole different way of doing things. It's not a recorded webinar. You know, somebody says, well, you know, I want a, I want a recording of your class. We don't do it. He's like, well, why not? I said, because that's what everybody else does. And do you listen to the whole thing? Just a few minutes ago, while we've been talking, a guy says, how am I going to make sure that they stay uh, for the full seven hours in your class? I said, because there's four sets of exams, and it would be hard for them to pass the exam at the end if they don't listen to the whole class and are not engaged. 
here's the thing that I find with everything, Ken. Tell me what you've seen. Because as I look at all the recommendations from all the different people out there, they're missing a few things to my feeling and to what we teach. Have you found any, I would say, uh, gaping holes in the education you've been able to, to get that wasn't from the academy? You know, uh, the gaping hole right off the bat that, that, you, that you've already mentioned in the way that the academy does training, which is the way that, uh, excuse me, teaching, um, that uh, still, which is why when I went down there and we coordinated on a class in, in concrete polishing, um, but I don't care. I, I've done, I have, I've held events, you know, all over the country with groups of contractors. And what do I do? do I limit the numbers on purpose because if I have too big of a group, somebody's going to be taking a nap or not really engaging because uh -huh. what I find in most of the the recorded webinars, like you say, they're not engaged. They're not going to get their hands on it. We're talking about people that work with their hands every day. Uh -huh. And we're not going to let them use their hands in, in the process of, of certifying them. You know, I, that's a huge gaping hole right there. <laughs> and to go, through a, uh, to go through any class where you're not engaged and, and, you know, at the end expect any difference in the A knowledge level or performance of that knowledge or application of that knowledge is it's not a real it's not a real good expert it's not a real clear or uh, what's the word I'm looking for it's not a very um, realistic expectation. You know the the two things that I have found gaping has been first of all measuring. Everybody's talking about disinfecting. They're talking about providing service. But what I find in all the recommendations as I've been going through them, and I can't tell you I've been through every one of them, folks. I'm, you know, I'm only one person. I cannot research everything. But what I have found in very few, if any, is that they are not promoting that we measure the outcome of our process. And this is where I find a large issue with the, the um, education and the follow through training that follows that education is if we do not measure what our job was, not, not visually, I'm not talking about a visual measurement. I'm talking about a scientific measurement. How are we able to say that we've provided a healthy facility? Well, you're not. And I, and I know, and then, and that's drilling down to, to one of the things that I agree hundred percent because there's, there's, we're already trying to address an unseen enemy. How do you tell somebody that you've, you've attacked and, and, uh, and accomplished anything uh, with an invisible target, at least to the naked eye? Well, you, if you don't have measurement, you're, you're already, you know, it, it becomes completely anecdotal and not scientific. So ATP is a great example. You know, we've all used ATP meters for years. Why? Because it measures. It's right there in front of you. And if you can't see what it's measuring, then, you know, that's a tool. That's an independent tool that says, this is what it was before we cleaned and sanitized and disinfected. Here's what it is now. 
So do you feel that that tool can is any different than an upright vacuum, an auto scrubber, the disinfectant you buy? Isn't it a same tool? Why do we treat it as a this this thing that's way over there? It's not something we really use. Why isn't it as essential as everything other tool that we use? It should be. It should be because we're expecting certain results with every tool that we use, like the scrubbers, like the the everything from our from our cloths to to the tools, the hand tools, the the uh, the scrubbers. It ought to be right there because while while you may be able to get rid of visible dirt, what are you doing with the microscopic level, the biofilm, the the organisms that may that aren't you know you're not looking at it through a microscope. If you did, you might get a little scared. Uh, but why are, why are we not measuring that? Which is why, you know, we've talked about this for years as well. What is, what is, what is cleaning and sanitizing versus disinfecting? They're all, they're all uniquely, you can't, I, it drives me batty. And I know it does you when people say, well, you know, you look at these videos where guys have, are wandering around with their electrostatic sprayer, just waving, waving stuff in the air. Oh, look at what mm. you just did. You didn't do a, you didn't do a thing, pal. Yeah, don't you know? get me started on that one, Ken. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just like, oh, you guys are killing me. Well, Dave, by the way, Dave Ryman from Victor lives about five miles down the road from me. So so uh, we, we connect and talk on a regular basis as well. So we, we all get that from, from where we stand. But if you're not removing, you're not going to have a good ATP reading. I mean, I guarantee I can follow all these guys with an ATP, and which I have, uh, in spite of their lack of knowledge of the fact that I've followed him around at times <laughs> and, and did, done some readings that are pretty scary. You, you said you did what? That disinfectant was completely wasted because there was an organic load on that surface that was not removed that pretty much negated everything you were trying to do. Okay. So, folks, if you're listening to this podcast this afternoon uh, live, and I appreciate it. We've got about a half dozen people on with us live that have been on here for a while. I appreciate you listening. Um, if you're listening to the recorded version, one of the things that we do in our live remote learning class is actually on camera. We actually take a conference table there in our classroom that's uh, got soil on it. We do a pre-count with the ATP meter. We use a disinfectant. We show you different practices, and we measure the outcomes. And, uh, Ken, when I did it last time in front of the camera, the count was 18. And I heard somebody go, well, that's not much. That's not the issue. It's not how much is there. It's what is the process going to do for me. We used a disinfectant on it. We reduced the number down to a single digit. And I said, you know, the thing is, is that's good. But the question is, in best practices, in a situation where we're looking at providing a safe facility, possibly in a decontamination issue, what is the very best we can do? I'm not going to share the practice that I used on camera, but I used this particular practice and then the count went to zero on camera live and that changed their game and i do this at towards the end of the class so you know folks if you're with us you know and you've you've been enjoying some of this conversation this is what these classes are about here's one point i want to make before we finish up our afternoon ken 
And this is what I told the gentleman earlier. I said, you know, if you get a class where they're concerned about product first, and then they'll talk about a process, and then, oh, by the way, education is the most important thing, but you look at the list, and if it's the most important thing, why is it the last thing on the list at the very bottom that nobody reads at the bottom? Because by the time you get to the bottom, they go, okay, yeah, I got it all. Here's the thing, what I have found and what we make absolutely sure is that we are sending these people in without the knowledge of how to don and doff the PPE that is protecting their life. We give them the PPE, we tell them they have to use it, but how many of these, uh, and, and you've seen the social media as well as I have, they say all about having it. But do you ever see anybody actually talk about the protocol to use it? Little to none. In fact, one quick note, one of the, when I was talking to the, the large coffee company, one of the glaring errors on their scope of work was the PPE area. They left so such a wide back door that could never be defended in any kind of liability issue. It was amazing. I said, guys, right there, right there, you are exposing yourself to tremendous liability right there, let alone how to get it on, how to dawn and doff it. Well, and, and, and the point that we made is in 2000, I believe it was 14, when we had the Ebola crisis, a lady in Texas was doffing, and we're talking a nurse. So it's supposed to be somebody that is trained on this, somebody that has had certification to doff her PPE correctly, made a fatal error in doffing her PPE and almost died. And what mm -hmm. we're doing now is we're sending people into these environments, Ken, where we do not know what has been there, but yet we are not certifying that they have the knowledge to make sure that they're safe. And I think this is what you're saying. We've had the first death of a janitor because of COVID-19, we will hear some more. I think the thing here is what we're saying this afternoon is keeping a healthy facility, but we want to keep those people safe as well. 100%, 100%. It's like you always say, janitors save lives. Which lives? Their own and anybody else in that facility. Ken, do you have any parting words? We've been doing this for about 45 minutes, almost 50. Uh, any parting words for whoever may be listening. Well, um, another 45 minutes? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know what? No. <laughs> I, I, you can come on again tomorrow. I have nobody scheduled for tomorrow. If you want to come on again tomorrow, come on, Ken, let's do it. Uh, that might be an opportunity. I'll have to check check what's on the schedule. But uh, no, it, I'll it's be here. an honor day. I, I know you will be. And, uh, and everyone listening and listening now and in the future – Tremendous opportunity to uh, to acquaint. If you haven't, acquaint yourself with Dave and, and the Academy. Uh, and ultimately, you know, I'm just out on the front line seeing a lot of things that, that are beginning to get people's attention. Now we can take that awareness and translate that into, into really good methods, people, processes, and products. Ken, how can they get hold of you if they want to get to hold of somebody out there on the front? 
email. I have an email, and uh, I would give the phone number. It's no guarantee you'll get through, but no. Actually, the email is uh, WCPF, as in Western Concrete, or WCP Facility Solutions, WCPF Solutions at gmail.com would be the simplest. We will put the contact information in the show notes for this show. Ken, I've got to ask one final question of you. Okay. What is on your personal bucket list? Oh, it was originally, um, wow. And I, I, I keep a few things on the, on the, uh, the personal bucket list. It's to get my girls who I have a senior this year in high school, which her whole senior year got turned upside down by COVID-19, oh, yeah. obviously. So my bucket list was to take her on a cruise. Well, as, as, as you know, that's probably, probably not the safest place to be right now. Now we're in the future. I'm sorry, cruise ships, but you're getting a yeah. really bad one right now. Except for the fact that, you know, I wouldn't have a lot of problems with it because I know how to take care of myself. In fact, I carry, you know, the, the appropriate hand sanitizers and disinfectants with me anymore. And that's just the way it is. So I, I don't get scared too much, but there's things that we don't know, which is what we're talking about. We don't know what's already there and we should be aware. So that's, that was my bucket list, but uh, I'll have to change that item here for the short term. So folks, you see here, this is the reason we get on a live podcast with folks, because you know, these things, these conversations that we do every afternoon, they're designed to make us think. This, as you can tell, this is not a question and answer situation. This is a live cast of, of people talking about a common goal, reaching the common thing. You know, folks, we're, you know, I hear this all the time and you see it. We're all in this together. I can guarantee you, if you talk to any professional that is in the cleaning industry today, we are definitely all in it. What we're doing here at the Academy, and thank you, Ken, for recommending us as highly as you do and promoting us out there. You know, the thing about it is, is you're not doing it for us. You're doing it for the people that are out there on the front lines. Folks, what we've been talking about, this is the 8th of April. We have two classes coming up for in, uh, the Accredited Infection Prevention Expert. This is a seven-hour live remote class. Yes, that is exactly what I said. We start the broadcast at 10 a.m. Eastern time. We will run till five o'clock scheduled. Uh, last uh, time we went over that because people had questions and that's why it's interactive. We'll be doing it again on April the 22nd. And we've even had some questions about, will you do it after that? We will do it for a private group. We've had uh, one university that wants to have it done just for their group only. Folks, what we're saying, you look at the show notes. We'll have my information, Ken's information. Get hold of us. We are here to help you learn what you need to do, teach you the best protocol that we can find and have put together, certify the fact that you're doing it, and then let's all be in this together. Ken, thanks for being on. And hey, you know what? You've got an open thing. You know how to get on. You can call in anytime. You don't have to have the show special set for you. Awesome. My pleasure, Dave. I've appreciated it and enjoyed the conversation and uh, look forward to more. 
Folks, we are sponsored by Gym Supply, a supplier of janitorial goods out of Central Florida, where they have been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930. We are very happy to be sponsored and powered by them. It gives us the ability to do what we've done for you this afternoon. If you've listened to this recording, share, like, give this to other people. Uh, I know that one of our recordings got out and uh, was talking about probiotics with a gentleman uh, from California here earlier, and he's been getting some calls. He says, I didn't know that you reached that many people. We're reaching more people. We appreciate what you've done. We appreciate the share and the likes. There are three words that we end our show with every time. Make sure that whatever you do between now and the time we talk again, keep it healthy, positive, and proactive. Folks, we're out of here today. We'll see you at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, live on Podbean Live.